Welcome to the Thriller Fiction Podcast, your source for gripping and twisty stories in a serialized format. And now, here's your host, Jim Heskett. Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm well. I hope you're well. I hope you are keeping your head up and, and um, doing well in these trying times in our society today. Or, I mean, I don't know, maybe times for you aren't trying. Maybe you're doing just fabulous out there. Who knows? Um, I can't complain. You know, things are pretty good for me. Anyway, I'm just kind of babbling. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about other than to say welcome to the show, and I'm super glad you guys are here. Today we're going to be reading Chapter 5 in Museum Attack, which is Lane Parish Book Zero, the prequel novella to the entire Lane Parish series. We've already read four chapters, if that hadn't been uh, plain on season two of the Thriller Fiction Podcast with Jim Heskett, and that's me. So we have a super short chapter to read today. It's only 800 words. That should take me about five minutes. So you know what? Let's just keep this episode exactly short and sweet, and I'm just going to go ahead and read through it now, and, uh, and I'll say a little goodbye after I'm done. Here we go. Jasmine Kendrick watched Lane slip through the hole in the wall and disappear into nothingness. She gasped, one second holding her gaze, giving her a distraction from the surreal situation inside this building. Then, the next second, he wasn't there, evaporated. Where in the world had he gone? Standing in front of the gift shop with the other women, she had a hard time hearing her own thoughts over the sobs and wails of her fellow hostages. It took every ounce of her strength not to join them, but she knew better than to let panic overtake her in this situation. If she intended to find a way out of this, she needed to be strong, to keep a level head. The one named Red circled the room, giving whispered orders to the other assholes guarding them, about ten of them altogether in the lobby right now, although some were coming and leaving by the elevators and via the stairs. It was hard to get a full count. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Red said. We're going to further divide into groups. For you women... Everyone who considers themselves to be white, please stand on the other side of the gift shop entrance. The rest of you, his eyes landed on Jasmine and he gave her a little grin. You stand on the left side. What kind of bullshit was this? Some ethnic cleansing? At first, no one moved. Glances flicked around the room, checking the expressions of the other hostages. Feet were frozen in place. Red shoulders slumped. Come on, people, we've been over this. Do it now. Move. His words spurred everyone into action. With a low murmur of conversation, the clusters of hostages separated, shuffled their feet, and began to establish the ethnic segments. Jasmine scooted over a few feet, joined by one other African-American woman and a little old Asian lady who had to be at least 70 years old. She was shaking, holding her hand over her mouth. Jasmine put an armor on the lady who didn't even seem to notice. Her head pointed at the floor, a little bun of gray hair on top of her head, jiggling as the woman seethed. And you men, same for you. White's along the wall over there, and the rest along the wall over here. Let's pick up the pace, people. We don't have all day. The men separated into their groups as Red wandered around, checking the demographics of his hostages. He walked with his hands clasped behind him, nodding sternly at the various sections. 
He was like a school principal, patrolling, checking to make sure no skirts were more than two inches above the knee. Red cleared his throat. And now for the real treat. Show of hands, who here is Jewish? At first, no one did anything. Blank stares all around, except for the ones who'd tried to hide behind other hostages. Then a man with round glasses and curly black hair raised a hand. Red smiled and gave a single clap. Thank you for your honesty, but I know you're not the only one. Red then waved him forward. The man with glasses plodded head down and then joined Red. Red dropped a hand on the man's shoulder, clenching it and pulling him close like an old friend, but with a little too much force. Hugging, side by side, like they were posing for a selfie in front of a wicker statue of a samurai warrior. Red then pointed his pistol at the Jewish man's head. Everyone gasped, but stayed rooted in their assigned spots. Now, I know there are more Jews in this room. Believe me, I can tell. Here's what we're going to do. Everyone of the Jewish persuasion will step forward and join me in the center of this room right this instant, or I will put a bullet in my new friend here. Blow his brains all over this stupid furniture art. Red leaned down and whispered into the guy's ear, and the guy whispered something back. Ethan, Red said. His name is Ethan. Who here is willing to sentence Ethan to die because you're too much of a coward to come forward? Jasmine wanted to speak up to tell them not to move because she had a strong notion that being non-white or non-Christian wasn't going to end well for anyone who fit those criteria. But what could she do? The corpse of the man who'd approached Red was still on the floor, still spreading a puddle of blood in a circle around it. She had no power. None of them did. One by one, others came forward and crossed the room, about a dozen of them, eyes down, hands hanging limply at their sides. Excellent, Red said looking at his new subgroup of hostages. Let's start getting these people up to the fourth floor. All right, and as I said, it would take about five minutes to get through that very short chapter, but not to fear there's more of Museum Attack coming up real soon. If you're listening to this in real time, it should only be a day or two before you get the next chapter, And because uh, I don't want to deprive you guys Hopefully, you know, not having to wait. You're listening to it in the future where you can just get it all at once because everybody likes to binge. I know that's how you kids out there do it these days. You binge stuff. Nobody has any patience anymore. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not actually going to rant about patience. But anyway, that's really all I have to say for this episode. I'm really happy you guys tuned in, and it was um, great great to see you again. Uh, I hope you're, you and yours are well. And I hope that I can get to see you again next time. All right. Take it easy. Have a good one. And uh, be kind to other people because that's what it's all about. Take care. That's it for this episode of the Thriller Fiction Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and visit jimheskett.com for more info and free thriller books.